here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 107.1 FM in Seapoint. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Gosh, as I said, I mean, it's it's been really one one heck of a year, and uh, we all, I think, looking forward to 2021. Or are we? I, I, I must be honest. I'm not sure how to feel about 2021. Remember how 2020 was 20 plenty? Yeah, and so I don't know. I'm I'm extremely anxious. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not looking forward to this great 2021. I could be wrong. Maybe it's got uh, some wonderful things that are coming. I don't know. I don't know. But I must say, um, l- a lot less enthusiastic than we were last year. So my guest is Hani Makwakwa, who is Umakosi in Mabuto. And um, she's Isangoma. And we're just going to be talking about what the year brings for us, 2021. Thank you so much for talking to us. Good afternoon, Makosi. Good afternoon, Pamela. How are you? I, I don't know how I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I am. I must be honest, I'm, I'm not sure how I am. So I'd be lying if yeah. I gave you an answer because you're going to say to me, nah, I don't think so. You know what? I think so many of us are feeling exactly that. And I was speaking to my siblings earlier today and they were saying, well, that's you know, actually just acknowledging that you don't know how you are, Mm. that you are anxious, that you're being present. Mm. That's a a big part of of what we're actually going to be taking away Mm. from 2020, you know. Do you... Do you feel, because because I think that's the word, um, do you feel a better energy in 2021 coming through? (laughs) Um, I, I, you know, something about this thing of being a Sangoma, you just have to accept that sometimes you're a messenger um, and it's not really about you. Yeah, sure. Um, It's not going to get better. Mm. Not right now. Mm. Um, The first quarter is going to be really, really difficult for us. Um, before we even begin to to start to settle into the reality of um, what 2021 is actually bringing, which is still further backlash from this year, further fallout from this year, and that um, the weight of the the mental health fallout mm. that we're going to be seeing. From this year, we're going to see that in the second half of 2021 quite intensely for people, and it's the 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 final quarter is going to really be, I think, even more taxing than this final quarter if we don't get to the place where we're just um, taking the lessons as they're coming or actually surrendering to 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 where we are. Because it's not the pandemic is not just going to miraculously end, you know. So um, I want to ask you in the same way that uh, I want to personify it, right? So yes. you know how people would probably come to you in consultation and say, "Am I being punished? Am I being punished? I'm going through such a difficult time. Is this a punishment?" Okay. Let me put it in that way for the world, for humanity, for yeah. this planet. Are we being punished? No. Um, This is cyclical. This happens 
it's a thing that happens on this earth. It's it, that's why it's also really difficult, even in places where they've shut off from the rest of the world, to say that the the virus doesn't re-emerge on its own. It's cyclical. Do you know, it's not necessarily just the 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 passing on uh, or the contagion of it. There's there's so many layers to to what is happening, but pandemics are cyclical. They are inevitable, you know, um, just that the pace of the world now is a lot quicker, uh, so we might be seeing them more frequently in this coming century or in the current century that we're in. But, yeah, it's not punishment, it just is. Yes, I I get that. I I really get that. So then in Mm. that vein... One then, can we talk about the the natural cycle that you're talking mm-hmm. about? It, what's its purpose? Is it the cleansing cycle? What's the purpose of these kind of pandemics surging um, in the in the in the way that they do? So, as you said, it's cyclical. It could be I don't know every hundred years or whatever. But what's the purpose of these kinds of cycles? Um, pandemic cycles are closer to about. 47 to like 54-ish years yes. in, in intervals. And I think, I can't say uh, from an all-knowing place what the purpose of something so devastating could be, mm. but I can say that they do mark um, significant cultural transitions, mm-hmm. um, you know, in history. Every single pandemic has ushered in a new age, um and it's we are in that moment right now actually is quite a significant day we're in the middle of a a full moon Mm -hmm. um tonight will be i believe the final night of the full moon if not the, the second night of the full moon uh but we will actually be experiencing a lunar eclipse i don't think it's going to be very visible so it's not something that anybody's really talking about but that in itself marks quite a significant shift we just entered into the age of aquarius which mm-hmm. is something that has been spoken about for you know in the spiritual community probably for the last like 50 you know 20 years significantly with regards to technology with regards to um society and experiencing things as a collective and what that means and it's just it's almost ironic that we would be experiencing a global pandemic at a moment when we transition into the age of aquarius and what that means for us as a collective because right now what we are experiencing as a collective is this grief, is this ongoing trauma um, of living through this pandemic. Hmm. So that having been, you know, having said all of that, then I, mm. I, I, I wonder about, we, you know, what, to what effect you spoke about the significance of the shift, right? So mm. that these, these events completely oh. shift cultural practices for instance mm. and and i imagine that they would um mm. because 
if if we are not able to, for instance, and this is across the board, by the way, whether it is people who gather at mosques, at churches, mm. whatever the case mm. may be, right? So mm. this has completely broken that, right? So what we know mm. as community has mm. now completely shifted and we will see it, that we cannot gather together. And that mm. has got a significant meaning. So if you analyze the term church, church is a mm. gathering of more than two, three people. That's mm. really the meaning of it. And mm. that shift, I wonder to what extent it's going to affect, as you said, cultural practices um, yeah. of having shared their, 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 their communities and uh, religions and cultural um, activities where sh shared meals are part of the ritual, mm. where there are so many things that we do as a community to signify certain things, milestones and so on. How How is that going to affect um, our spiritual balance? I think that there is an opportunity at this moment to recognize the collective beyond the physical mm -hmm. and to to actually come into the a spiritual practice that incorporates the collective mm -hmm. in 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 rituals that include time in rituals that include um you know perspective shared perspective and shared process rather than shared spaces and I think we seeing we're seeing that significantly on social media. I personally have been working a lot remotely in collective um, clearing work and you know healing work um, that one is able to do in their own homes. And I think it's it's personalizing our spirituality. It's bringing an accountability to our spirituality and bringing us to a place where we have to learn to hold space for ourselves, so, learn to show up for ourselves. It's been our culture for, for so long that, you know, sometimes when you're not feeling that great, a lot of us would go to um, places of worship mm -hmm. and tap into that collective energy to find ourselves re-motivated. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a place where we have to find ways and learn ways to almost do that for ourselves, but still um, by, by individually holding ourselves accountable through reimagining our practices, mm. right? Uh, that's uh, tough. We're able to hold the space for one another and <laughs> ourselves. That's tough. I have got so many questions around that because <laughs> you, you, you would imagine that many um, would say for argument's sake. So mm. I want people to open up their minds when I talk about ritual. Ritual is not only I'm not talking about only one specific type of ritual. I'm talking about mm. ritual across the board. So something yeah. as simple as having holy communion. You know, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking about ritual all around. So mm. if there is a break in ritual, which mm. often you would hear the custodians of that particular practice would say holds the key or is mm. uh, an iconic thing or it's, imp it's imperative. Mm. 
to what extent does the spiritual world meet us at the need of change and how quickly can that happen so you would often find isangoma saying no but you didn't laba imbuzi for umtwana yeah. right and yeah. and it's it's a key thing so you may be 100% buying into your ancestors but you didn't do the specific ritual you didn't mm. baptize your child you didn't circumcise your child mm. those seem to be pivotal key rituals mm. that make up something that i mean i don't understand what they do but they seem to be quite significant in the break of those rituals to what extent does the spiritual world meet the time and the need and the circumstances of the time i think that um the spiritual world can meet us exactly where we are Mm-hmm. with complete compassion and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um I'll take you back to the early lockdown. Um I was in lockdown from about the end of February. I I just started like slowing down, locking down and not not going out to to the rivers and and those spaces mm. and a lot of healers were speaking about that that there are people who were breaking lockdown to go to the rivers and mm. that they were receiving messages that those abanigas bendao were not happy with them in that space wow. because sometimes there is a need for reprieve okay do you know um and also there are aspects of ritual that are um based in actual need you know um even inyongo is an immunizer you know the mm. gallbladder it is there's an immunization property that it serves and then there's a spiritual property that it serves you know so it's 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 operating through multiple rounds at one time mm. and now when we are speaking only for the spiritual the spiritual can be deferred if need be you mm. know i often say to people that whether you're going to slaughter a cow or pour out um from a glass of water maupasa with your ancestors you need to understand the gravity of what it is you're doing just because you're only working with um a glass of water doesn't make it any less sacred mm-hmm. than if you were coming to them you know with an offering of a cow mm. this is it's equal amount of gravity that you need to bring to that interaction understanding the intention and the purpose of the interaction is more important than just the um factors and 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 um and and I don't know what you would call it mm. but those offerings perhaps um that you would bring to a ritual um recently uh, uh, i i read a healer speaking about the importance of ugupasa and how when we do this we forget sometimes that it's not about how many people showed up to celebrate what day sometimes you can have this huge ceremony mm-hmm. where it's your 
you know, efforts of inviting people that made the ceremony huge, but the ancestors didn't show up because you didn't take the time to invite them first. And sometimes it might seem like such a small gathering, but the ancestors came in numbers, you know. So it's the importance is to understand your intention with with what it is that you're doing. Um, and I believe that spirit meets us not at our action, but at our intention. And that's why with our practices, especially African belief systems, we have a strong um, foundation of before we do certain ceremonies, before we um, have certain festivals or festivities or celebrations within families, Bufunega or cleansing, do you know, because our hearts, our spirits need to be clear, you know, in, in what we're doing so that we don't actually block what we're trying to, to bring to fruition through our actions um, then, inadvertently. Then, taking mm. all of this into account and mm-hmm. what is... You know, you you spoke a lot about the fact that um, these things like like pandemics are cyclical. They just are, right? They just Mm. are. Taking Mm. that into account and what you've just said now, Mm. what with what intention should we be walking as a collective into the next year? I think I've I've thought on that um, since your producers reached out to me and it's the it's I'm coming to the same thing that I came to at the very beginning of 2020 this year called from us perpetual surrender and Mm. I feel that we're still being called to perpetual surrender when we had the first full moon and the first uh, eclipse at the beginning of this year on the 10th of January I spoke about this year demanding from us perpetual surrender. I had no idea in what context. Mm. I just knew that the theme that we were being given for this year was to surrender. Mm. And again, this full moon has been giving me the same thing, the same message again, which is to surrender. And surrender is, is not to give up, but to be present, to acknowledge, but to to accept that you're not in control mm, mm. of what is happening, that what is happening is happening. And you can't begin to process, you can't mm. begin to plan, you can't begin to mitigate, which all of us absolutely must do, right? But we can't begin to do so unless we actually surrender and accept that this is happening to us. Mm. Do you know? Um, It might not be affecting you in your immediate family. It may be distant family. It may be just in your community. But some way, somehow, it will eventually impact you. And it may not be um, impacting you in direct or personal grief at this moment. And it may not. Do you know, but the the greatest thing that any one of us could have achieved from this year is to be alive in this moment, to have survived 
until this moment. There is no promotion, there's no amount of money, there's no renovation, there's no achievement that is material or social that could outweigh our human survival. Just getting to this moment in whatever state of health that one may find themselves in. Getting here has been the greatest thing you could have accomplished this year. And we need to to begin to acknowledge that for ourselves. Hmm. We can't acknowledge that if we don't see that the, the extent of the devastation that we're actually within. So what I'm hearing, and I, I do think it's the best thing I've heard in a long time. What I'm hearing is you say, once you get to the point of perpetual surrender, what that means is that even if you have got one, two, three, four, five family members, sometimes immediate, that leave at the same time or within a very short space of time, what will be great at this point is that sense of knowing that there is a greater thing, a cause here at play than yourself, than what you think. So, so you've got to surrender whatever has just happened and say, well, it's, you know, it's, it's in the greater hand, so to speak. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm not going to transfer it to greater hands. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to take it out of, out of your hands in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you just accept that it is what it is, mm. that it's happened. And that if you can just, if that can be the point of departure, mm-hmm. acceptance of what is going on whether you've been impacted by losing your job or losing Mm. family, Mm. that if you can just accept that, then you can start from there to give yourself the compassion you need. You can start from there to give yourself the space you need. And you can start from there to, to plan with the reality of what you're faced with. Because human beings are Mm. logical people, Mm -hmm. right? And they want to make sense of things. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes that means pointing a finger at a thing or blaming something or someone. And and often that's where they start the healing process because they can find a thing to Mm. look at and point at. And you're saying, no, that's not the way to go about this, not this time. How yes, do then kind. they begin to start healing? What, what, do, what, what do they need to do beyond their acceptance to start walking the journey of healing? Give themselves the permission to feel what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. We're all frustrated. We're all angry. We're all extremely disappointed in different ways. Do you know, um, some people have had phenomenal years. You know, some people have actually achieved more in this in this time than they've ever been able to achieve, but they're disappointed because they're not able to celebrate it or there's so much guilt that's going with it. Just feel what you're feeling. You know, um, what we need right now is to be allowed to feel our feelings. The, the more we suppress what we're feeling, the more we're going to to act out in ways that will have significant consequence, you know. So you don't want to suppress your feelings. You don't want to have your feelings um, like 
experience you instead of you experiencing your feelings. Because your feelings can take you on a joyride if, if you don't give them the space that, that they need, that they deserve, mm. and acknowledge them. Mm. So it's, it's just feel them. Like um, sometimes it's, it's very scary for people because they say, you know, if I now start to think of the future, it's going to make me think of things that I don't want to think of. Or if I now start to feel the grief that I'm actually, that, that is brooding somewhere just below the surface, then I don't know when I'm going to be able to come back from that. Then give yourself, you know, a time period that at least five minutes a day um, I'm, I'm going to give myself permission to feel this feeling. And wherever it takes me in that time is, is going to be okay, or 30 minutes or an hour. And, and when I come back from that, then, I, then I'm going to get on with what I, I need to get on with, you know. But I, it, we have to begin to feel these feelings. Or else, if you can remember earlier on, I had said the third quarter of next year will be significantly more difficult if we are not dealing with the mental health impact now, if we don't start in small bites to, to, to process what is happening in whatever way that we're able to. Just because most of us, you know, we're at capacity. We're like hanging on by a thread. So you know what your limits are, but don't run away from it. Don't avoid it. Find a way to just sit with it. And it's okay to be angry. Mm. I think a, a lot of us struggle with um, this transition, this moment in time, because there aren't nice feelings mm-hmm. happening in us, you know, so it's like, ah, it's December, you know, mm. ah, it's not the same, you know. Um, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay not to feel um, good. That is okay. It's okay not to be okay. Give yourself permission to not be okay. Hmm. Thank you so much for your time. Lots to reflect on. I have certainly taken a lot from this conversation. Um, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know whether to say all the best to you. I don't know what to to say because I think, you know, um, as you said, we are here now. And and Mm. I guess the moment calls for us to just uh, be in the moment, right? Yeah. Thank you. Honey, thank you. Honey Makwakwa, who is Umakosi Numabuto. And she can be found at Honey Tell a Story. That's on social media. And uh, I think that's what we're going to give you for now. If you do need to get in touch with her, just send her a DM. And then I'm sure you can arrange whatever arrangements that needs to be made.